Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, August 8th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got some news. The White House is going to ask Congress for more Ukraine money. Number two, the Buckeye State goes to the ballot box. And number three, House Republican Foreign Affairs Committee Chair Michael McCall's subpoena strategy. All right, Jake, let's get into it. It is August recess, but we have some big news here at the top of Punchbowl News AM. The White House is expected to formally ask Congress for supplemental funding for Ukraine and domestic disaster relief as soon as this week, according to five sources familiar with the matter. Of course, we always expected that the White House was going to need more money on Ukraine, but this puts uh, a very interesting start to how lawmakers are going to think about the fall, particularly given the fact that we are going to be in what is a government funding fight and how many, many Republicans in the House do not want to uh, continue to fund and have actually voted to cut off funding for Ukraine. Yes, that's actually, it's absolutely right. So a few thoughts here, a lot to unpack. Number one, uh, we hear this could happen as soon as uh, this week, uh, maybe next week, but as soon as this week. Um, And the idea that this will be a Ukraine funding package is hard enough. Um, They're adding domestic disaster relief, um, presumably to get Republican votes, but I think it's going to make it even more challenging. You could argue it both ways, um, but, you know, we keep noting that public polling and the House Republican conference is getting very, um, uh, how do I say this nicely, is getting very skeptical of of Ukraine funding for a million different reasons. I don't, you know, McCarthy has said he won't put anything on the floor to get around the spending caps. Um, I don't know how he's going to get this on the floor. I simply don't. Um, I think it's going to be very difficult for him. It's going to go through the Senate very easily. Um, it will go through the. It will be very difficult in the House. North of ten billion dollars is what we heard. Um, uh, we heard that it could be thirteen billion dollars. We heard a bunch of different figures yesterday, um, and uh, not exactly sure where it will net out. But um, this is going to come to the hill in the, ne- in the next couple of weeks. And you know, again, if if uh, if I were a Democrat or a Republican and wanted to get this done, I would get this in legislative text, put it. Uh, in the hopper, get it to committee, and then hope for a discharge petition pretty soon. I think that'll be difficult, but I think that he, I think this is going to be a very, very difficult process to deal with when it comes to Ukraine money. Also interesting reporting that we're, we've been told the funding request could include money for Taiwan's military as well. Obviously, that would be a sweetener for some House Republicans um, who's you know are want to fund and keep a strong Taiwan in the face of China tension. But um, to your point, I think this is going to be a really complex issue, especially for Speaker Kevin McCarthy, or maybe not so complex. It's hard for to see him, you know, kind of break with a, a lot of his conference that you know those seventy House Republicans that voted last month to cut off funding for Ukraine. Um, very, very, uh, interesting kind of, you know, new, new dimension as we look towards this September funding fight. All right, let's go to the number two story of the morning, actually issue one, Ohioans will head to the polls today to vote on a ballot initiative that would raise the threshold for amending the state's constitution. Uh, it's a little bit in the weeds, but it's very important in a key state. Voters are going to be deciding whether to set the bar at 60% to amend the state's constitution. 
This proposition is called Issue 1. There will be a constitutional amendment on the ballot this November to codify abortion rights in the Ohio Constitution. And the question for voters today is whether the threshold will be a simple majority or 60 percent. You know, I, I this is a little bit in the weeds. I think we, we give our readers some credit or give me some credit. And no, I'm kidding. Um, the um, this is a big deal. Um, because Ohio is a state that can amend the Constitution um, relatively easily right now. And um, the uh, on the on the ballot today is an amendment that would lower that would raise the threshold to 60 percent. People think this is going to fail. Um, I was talking to a couple of Republicans and Democrats last night who said um, there have been high numbers so far. They anticipate many of those folks have been um, are people who are for who are against raising the the threshold. Uh, so people who are uh, opposed to this ballot initiative and um, there's an abortion uh, ballot initiative for the Constitution on the ballot in this November, November 23. Uh, it could happen with that could happen with a 50 vote threshold a 50% threshold. Now, some Republicans believe that they made this too much about abortion, which is a, a constant in the Republican Party. I think that would be a non-controversial thing to say is that Republicans tend to to make a lot about abortion. And there are people who are tempted, who are with Republicans on a lot of issues, but a lot less um, uh, firm on abortion than other Republicans, let's say. So we talked to people who said, listen, this could actually impact everything. It could impact everything from um, uh, education policy to redistricting. This is just a big deal, Anna. And and someone made the point to me that, listen, there could be unelected people, basically uh, uh, voters, in other words, who are able to change the Constitution with a simple majority, not 60%, as this ballot initiative um, would indicate. So this is a big vote in the Buckeye State today, something we're going to keep an eye on, something that, by the way, a lot of members of Congress have been involved with, including Jim Jordan, Nancy Pelosi, Joyce Beatty, uh, obviously on different sides of the issue. Jim Jordan has been pushing for this. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and Joyce Beatty uh, uh, have been against this for obvious reasons, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll have more on this tomorrow morning. And certainly the results could have huge implications for Ohio's 2024 Senate race, which uh, could very well decide. Which party controls that chamber? All right, let's move to the number three story of the morning. An interesting look by our very own Max Cohen about uh, Investigation Nation and one, uh, the one and only Chair Michael McCall, Republican from Texas, and his subpoena approach, which has been very different uh, than what we've seen in oversight when it comes to House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer uh, and certainly Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Mike McCall, I would say, uh, Michael McCall, the chair of the uh, House Foreign Affairs Committee, has been a little bit more, let's say, judicious when it comes to uh, subpoenas, and uh, especially compared to people like James Comer, Jim Jordan, um, uh, the chair of the House Oversight Committee and the House Judiciary Committee. Um, and he's gotten some praise from people like uh, Greg Meeks, the ranking member, the New York Democrat, who has been... Uh, uh, who is McCall's number two. They have a good relationship. Uh, we'll have to see how this plays out when it comes to Anthony Anthony Blinken, who's the uh, Secretary of State, who is somebody that is in the um, in the sites and in the jurisdiction of um, of Mike McCall. Uh, so, I mean, listen, this is a uh, a study in contrast. Anna McCall is not Jim Jordan. He's not James Comer, and that's something that's that's uh, getting attention in the Capitol. 
All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like The Daily Punch, please share it on social media. If you want to go deeper on all of these topics, you can sign up for our free morning newsletter uh, at punchable.news. We just need your email, and that'll come into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday. Thanks so much. Have a great day, and stay safe.